Welcome to this brand new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Mark van Horek and myself, Elias Krum. We're both from Marketing Guys, a MarTech agency based out of the Netherlands. Welcome to this new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast, in which I'll be discussing with Mark on how to onboard customers like a pro. Welcome, Mark. Yes, hi, Elias. Good, great to have you here. Yeah, great to be back again. Um, today we're going to talk about the onboarding process um, and how to give new customers a great onboarding experience. But first of all, to take our listeners with us in this revenue series, what do you mean by onboarding? Oh, that's a <laughs> that's a good starting question. Um, yeah, the thing is that uh, before I answer that part. Um, I think it's important to know that the road to your revenue, that's always via your customer. And uh, and when you um, make that road, uh, well, the, the road to a prolonged and recurring revenue, uh, that is when your customer has such a great customer experience with you that they decide to stay with you. And even better, they are going to recommend you to their network of friends and peers. So onboarding is really your first step to that long-term success. And we've said it in many of these episodes of the Revenue Marketing Podcast series, it all uh, evolves, revolves around your customer. And that's also the case. So now we've reached the moment that the customer after the whole journey to come to you, they decided to do business with you, become a customer. And everybody considered that as a great win, but actually it's really the start of that moment. Okay, so what do we mean with onboarding? Now, in this case of this revenue marketing podcast series, I would like to describe it as uh, the journey of a customer from the moment that they become a customer Till the moment they reach their first success with your product or service. Or as Link Murphy from 16 Ventures states it, um, an onboarded customer is two things. A one that has experienced initial success with your product or one that sees the real value potential in the relationship with you. And it's clear um, in order to be successful, your customer needs to experience success. And that's what the whole onboarding is all about. And that's also why it is that important, right? Because if your customer doesn't feel or see or identify success when using your product, in the end, that's not going to be a long-lasting relationship. So they will cancel your service, maybe stop using your product. Um, and this recurring customer turns out to be someone that stops after a month or a year, you know, depending on your contract length, et cetera. But it's, uh, of course, it's, it's, it's your goal to have a long-lasting relationship and successful onboarding really helps you to achieve that goal. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's, your, it's your first impression. They've just decided after a, maybe a long and windy customer journey or buyer's journey, they decided to choose you. 
but they don't know anything other than that they've chosen for you. So if you do the whole thing right, uh, it can be the start of a long-term relationship. And if you do it very right, uh, they can even become ambassadors. And that's what, of course, what we want to achieve with our customers. Cool. On the other, if you do it wrong, you mess up the whole thing. Um, and then they will, what we call in marketing language, churn. And churn is nothing else than, uh-oh, they consider you being uh, problematic and they they tune out. And that can be that they quit your subscription. You know, you got 30 days uh, and after 30 days, they quit. So I don't want to use your stuff anymore. Or uh, they bought the stuff, but they're not using it. I call that dust collecting. You know, it's, of course, a lot of digital stuff is uh, not really collecting dust, but it's not being used. You know, you've got these uh, last <laughs> last uh, use moment. Uh, well, that was a long time ago. Or indeed, the product is uh, uh, collecting dust on the shelf. Mm-hmm. But it can even be even worse because you, with your whole marketing, you you set expectations and if you fail with those expectations they clearly become disappointed with you mm-hmm. and i'm not sure who said that well, what kind of but um if people are happy with you they tell it to i think about seven people but if they are very disappointed about you they tell it about to an average of 33 people or something like that so bad news spreads uh, faster. So the inboard, onboarding is a huge important moment. It's your first impression part. Mm-hmm. And the entire purpose of onboarding is actually is retention. Um, <clears throat> I, I read somewhere that two authors of uh, the Harvard Business School, Frederick Reichfeld and Phil Schefter, they did, and this is in 2000, so that's <laughs> more than 20 years ago. Um, they uh, did a study, or uh, Bain and Company did that study, and they compared the costs and revenues that came from serving customers over their whole purchasing lifecycle. And I've got to hear what they said, and it's interesting. This is 2000, once again. Uh, they said, we show that in an industry, after industry, the high cost of acquiring customers renders many customer relationships unprofitable during the early years. Only in later years, when the cost of serving loyal customers falls and the volume of their purchases rises, do relationships generate big returns. The bottom line, this is what you have to listen to now, the bottom line is increasing customer retention rates by 5% increases profits by 25 to 95%. So in other words, it's way more expensive to attract new customers than to keep an existing one. And that whole, it's getting an, <clears throat> and keep the existing customer, that already starts with that in onboarding, that first moment, those first impressions. Absolutely. That's, so that's why it's so crucial. So there's tons of benefits of onboarding your customer, right? Um, it's helping you to, let's say, build that relationship. Uh, you were talking about, you know, uh, software or services 
gaining dust on the shelf, not being used. There is always going to be someone in the company that sees that invoices coming in and will ask someone, hey, this is a service we are paying for. You know, in the end, you will churn, they, they will churn. You know, if, if someone is not using your service, that might last for a year or two. But, oh, you know, I've never seen co companies paying years and years for stuff they're not using. So onboarding is very important. Um, can you share some onboarding tactics with us? Uh, yeah, because with onboarding, uh, there are basically there are three major um, uh, tactics, and one is very known with apps and so, uh, and with software, and that's called in product tours. So you you got this app, and uh, and it explains uh, in a very simple way explains what a function is of a certain uh, tool. Or a, a, a certain feature, so that's uh, what we call in product tours. But of course, that's not with everyone. Um, the second one is uh, email. So, um, especially if there's a lot of tutorial stuff within the product and the service, but you don't know it, it email is a great communication method to explain in a series of emails explain what your product or service does and what they can expect and and maybe also where they have to be where where it can become a little bit more difficult uh, because if they were going to do it all on themselves uh, and they bump on that let's say complicated part of your product or service and they do not know what to do they they might tune out maybe that's the the, the moment that they said gosh this is too complex for me I don't know how this works and we all know that nobody actually reads manuals anymore. So the third one is a great one because instead of reading manuals and going through text, why don't you explain it in a video? Mm -hmm. we've, we've discussed it in previous sessions or so that video is such a great and very impactful uh, means of communication because a short video can explain a lot how the product or the, how the services works. And when you use that for your onboarding, you get people straight away, you, you guide them straight away in the right direction. You don't leave them trying to figure it out on their own where they can become frustrated. Good stuff. Good stuff, Mark. You know, that's, that's very useful for, I think, listeners that are offering services or software. Um, one of the let's say, very famous examples of a company that does onboarding very well is HubSpot. They have over, well, they've done it over 100,000 times. They have like 150,000 companies using the software. So they must be very experienced. Um, could you share some best practices according to HubSpot? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, um, HubSpot is indeed a organization that has, they get it. Put it simply, <laughs> there's not without a reason that they have become so big. They they are the ones that in the in the zeros, they uh, uh, yeah end of the zeros and beginning of the tens uh, came with the whole in, inbound marketing concept, and uh, and what they've done is also not just doing the marketing part, but also combine it with the sales part, and so they know very good how to. 
it's like with how do you call it in English the estafette that you 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 pass the baton from one runner to the other, and that's what HubSpot does uh, very good. So they they've got the whole customer onboarding um, uh, set up accordingly, and their first step, what you should do, and it seems like you, we're repeating this every episode of the Revenue Marketing Podcast series, but it's true. And that is understand your customer. You have, to, you have to understand, how can you onboard someone if you do not know what, what, what they, what's important for them and what, what is your product or service? And what kind of needs are they addressing? So um, one way is, to find out uh, and know your buyer persona and you use buyer personas because you want you, you're not able to talk with everybody so you have this um yeah a, a generic overview and you really should see it like as as a as a means to help you your buyer persona is not your customer it is a means to help you to understand on on the big lines but i would always recommend that you really get in touch with your customers speak to them talk to them interview them and it's just not uh, and it can also be uh, not just going in a one face to face because nowadays it's a little bit more uh, difficult but you can you can send emails or if you know that people are reacting on your social post um and they are your customer group then uh, take that in that uh, information, what they give us response to your questions uh, regarding your products and services. But anyhow, the first thing is for a best onboarding is to understand your customer. The second step, once you've gone that, then um, you have to set clear expectations. Uh, when you when you try to um get people to become a customer you give them a lot of information you give them all kinds of you educate them actually on how your product or service can help them achieve their goals the best so you've done a lot of that stuff and the um your your whole sales process should be um working seamlessly on that effort so it, it is like a, an, a logical um, progression going from trying to become a customer and being a customer, give them the same experience. And, um, and also what I just said before, give also uh, upfront the, the moments that could be difficult for them. Don't don't let them discover that. Don't enter them in the dark, then so that they have to discover this pain point or or complexity on their own because they will churn out. And we know what churn out means. That means churn, and we don't want that. So if you are honestly and upfront, and you can tell them and guide them from that point, they will when they reach that complexity moment. Um, they will be better prepared for it and they won't give up so quickly. 
So the third one is show value. You've you've actually done that before. You've been that that's your whole lead nurturing and your whole lead generation because you want people to choose for you because you provide them better value. Now it's time to um, to transform your talk into deeds. So before they can get really excited about your product or service, uh, you need to re-emphasize that. You have to re-emphasize the value that it will provide for their certain situation. So give them specific examples. How can your product or service address the pain points? Could you define that, for example, what I see a lot with, um, let's say, marketing automation, onboarding, uh, which we do a lot as well, of course. So we, mm. we, we speak to it, um, speak about it, in, let's say, from experience in practice. But um, usually we would call that um, quick wins, right, during a, an onboarding to have tangible results of what the product can do for you short term. Is that absolutely. what you mean by yeah. this? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and then what we also do, you know, we have a kickoff call and we show them all aspects and we, we, we give them an idea of the whole process. Um, but in other cases, uh, there could be like a specialized training or it could be some kind of documentation or a set of videos or whatsoever. It's, as long they, uh, it's it's all about uh, also taking away that cognitive dissonance feeling. You know, I've I've signed the contract, but have I done a right thing? And that doubt moment, you really have to uh, take care of that straight away. So they they've they've signed the contract, and from that moment on, you are going in overdrive you're providing more and more value so that they say, gosh, uh, it's even better than I thought it would be. So that's really about showing the, uh, the value. The fourth one is stay in constant communication. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, you can send an initial welcome message. Hey, great that you're our new customer and uh, this is uh, our support team, and if you've got any issues, click here or give us a call or whatever. Um, but you shouldn't leave it just with that initial welcome message. Um, try to provide as much information through email during that onboarding process to give them all the ins and outs. As I said before, um, especially if you've got some... Um, products that and that have the information in them but you don't know how the product or service works yet uh, most likely they won't find that information or won't use that information because they're not uh, easy on getting that information but everybody knows email so email is a very uh, easy to digest and to understand means of communication. So provide all the information that you have in one way or another in other 
stay and uh, other means uh, in your product or service like documentation or videos that's on somewhere on your website or whatever put that information in your emails put the links in those emails because that is the um, the easiest starting point for a new customer when they understand your product much more and so they will most likely will go from the email and go straight to your uh, FAQ or your academy page or well, I don't know how you call it, but that's um, that's the use of email in a very early stage. And um, the fifth one is what they gave is create customer centric goals. And um, everybody's goals and metrics are, are unique. Of course, a lot of them are on the same line, but everybody, every company is unique. So their, their situation will be unique. Um, so allow them to define what is successful for them. So try to find out what is specifically for them very important what is what they want to achieve and then you help them to create um i would say measurable milestones so that they can um so that they can reach those goals so that and when they reach their goals they will feel that they are succeeding that you actually are taking up on the promise that you gave to them when they uh, became a customer, that it's all becoming true, that indeed you're helping them to become successful, that you're indeed helping them to solve their problems, uh, you're indeed helping them to answer the questions that they have. And um, the sixth one that they have is seek to impress. And I said it earlier also, you, you, this is the starting point of a long-term relationship. So they were impressed with you one way or another because they have chosen you uh, for your product or service. So you got the deal. From that moment on, everything that you do is to improve the customer experience that they have. Um, they need to be, um, oh, how can you say that? They need to be wowed. Let's put it that way. Uh, they have to feel that they are being treated as a, a, a FIP customer, that they are welcomed in your brand family, that they have all the attention that they uh, that they need and actually desire, and when they have got that feeling, why would they go? Unless your product is not good and fails, but let's think that that's that not that's not the case. Then why would they even consider something else? Why would they go through the whole process with that other company? So they won't churn. They won't tune out. And the last step of this uh, um, onboarding process is um, measures your success. 
that's what we always say. That every time that we are uh, busy with something, check out if everything is uh, going as what you had planned. Measure your success. And um, onboarding, that should benefit your customer, but it should also benefit your business. And when you measure your success, when you gather all kinds of feedback, when you just ask your customer that's been uh, onboarding or has been onboarded at the end, what did they think about it? What was what didn't go very well? Try to find out because things are going great. It's great. Continue with that. But sometimes it's off. But sometimes it's better to even know what's not going right, so that you can eliminate these frictions in that process and so that you can improve that so those are the seven um seven steps okay so um just to to highlight a few before we conclude this session um for my for me personally because i've experienced the hubspot onboarding myself as well um, I see what they do. So there's a couple of things that were very typical to me and that that were very that I at least um, identified as 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 being very positive. Um, first of all, uh, within HubSpot, there is a uh, a different approach for each target audience. So if you just Google for uh, HubSpot onboarding, for example, you'll you'll be on those pages. Um, you'll see that they have different onboarding schemes for different products, but also for different target audiences. So they have a they have one for startups. They have one for um, business-to-business users, like the typical HubSpot user. But they also have one for partners. So they have complete onboarding processes in place for each product, but also for each target audience. That that was for me, as, a, as being a HubSpot partner, that was very positive. The other one that I want to point out here is that they have a onboarding plan in which expectations are set very clear and very visually. So um, when HubSpot uh, or a HubSpot partner does an onboarding, there are um, four steps within each, let's say, onboarding process that you'll have to go through um, with the goals, et cetera, everything laid out very clear. And you, you'll, you'll be able to find it if you Google, for example, on marketing hub onboarding plan, you'll just see it on their, their website on hubspot.com. But for me, they have like, it's, it's so uh, good that they have this um, onboarding plan available so that it's clear to you, even before you become a customer, how they will help you to be successful when using the product. So that's the two things that I would like to, point out um, in addition to what you were saying, Mark. So, um, Mark, thank you very much for those uh, onboarding tips and the ones you shared on uh, on HubSpot. Is there anything else you would, let's say, as a, as a would say, afterburner to, to give some, uh, some extra bonus tip or was this your, let's say, list of tips that you wanted to share? Yeah, well, this, is, this was a, a summary of all kinds of steps, but I think the most important thing is to really, um, very often we see uh, customers that are very focused on getting new customers, lead generation, but don't forget your customers. Um, your existing customers, you can, um, you, you can get a lot of quick wins there. And you can also get to know your customer better. And with that 
uh, <clears throat> insight, you can create a, a better lead generation. And, uh, and also another thing is having a lot of emphasis on getting new people. So there you have a lot of effort in the lead generation part. And then this whole uh, experience, it stops when you are a customer. And the next step that you have contact with it is when they get an invoice or something like that. You don't want that. You really have to step up to the plate. And the onboarding part, that's your starting part of stepping up. Your onboarding process is really your first impression. And from that moment on, you have to wow them even more and more and more. And when you do that, you will have a great spin-off because what they will do when you provide them with great customer experience, they will tell others. And I will tell you, that won't cost your marketing budget. So instead of paying all in ads, do a lot of effort to wow your customers because in the long run, that will benefit them and you. So that's what I would like to end this session with. Okay, cool. Thank you very much. And you've definitely made your point there, Mark. So invest in your onboarding, avoid, let's say, losing customers, avoid churn. And, you know, in the end, this is going to result in a a benefit to you and and the customer. Thank you very much. Today was um, um, almost like the last session we had in the revenue series. There is one more to come. Um, and that's due to come out, which is about how to build a brand, how to build a brand and make customers love you. So that's the next one. So stay tuned for um, for that episode. Subscribe to the podcast channel if if, uh, if you don't if you didn't do so already. Um, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mark. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or iTunes. Also, if you want to be a guest or know someone that should be a guest to our show, shoot me an email on e.crum at marketingguys.nl. Thank you for listening.